Good morning. Welcome to the Parenting Versus Podcast. Podcast. Uh, this is the Don't Eat Mud Edition. Don't yeah. eat mud edition. Um, we are in um, our form. Penny. Pen- hey, Penny. Dogs are dogs are crawling on the table. Kids are eating mud. Our five-year-old's nuts. Ah, um, we might not publish this one already, but <laughs> yeah. So it wouldn't be parenting versus podcast if right. there wasn't a little parenting involved. That's true. So the last couple episodes we've been, um, you know, minus kids. Now we we've got our kids. We're in our backyard and on our swing, um, hanging out. So might be a short episode, but we'll see. We'll see how things. We'll go. see how things go. What is that? Thing? Um, it's a it's a phone. She thinks it's a phone. It's actually an Xbox uh, like little controller for something. Do we need it? Not really. Okay. So, so she can play with it. She can play with it. She can pretend it's a phone. Or eat it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's talking to her friends. It's <laughs> really funny. Our one year old's walking around. She's speaking gibberish mm-hmm. on this pretend phone, and she's like, "I'm giving my tuba." Right. So. Well, last night, Lindsay participated in the mayoral, 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 mayoral <laughs> debates. Yeah, I'm not running for mayor. It's not not that kind of thing. Yeah, she's not running, but she she was a participant, like the uh, citizen participant. We were in a panel of citizens that were picked to do a town hall meeting before, so we went at two in the afternoon and we stayed throughout the entire debate. So we were there from two to nine. Um, we were picked at random. We had to apply, and then we were notified that we got chosen. We got sent to different locations throughout the city, and we crafted uh, the questions that were asked at the debate last night. So it was a really fun process. It was really exciting, um, really neat. It was really cool to meet like-minded people. Um, I was just really inspired by the people I met there last night that were also a part of the process because yeah. it was a lot of nonprofit people. <laughs> yeah, I guess at the other places there were a lot of nonprofit people too. Well, if you think about it, nonprofit people definitely have a lens for community so Mm -hmm. i think that it makes sense um from different angles we all kind of tackle community issues um you know we all tackle issues in the community they might be different issues but at some point they kind of intersect so it was really cool i had i had a blast that's good yeah yeah, you were gone from like 2 in the afternoon to like 9 at night. We were literally in the same room the entire time at the Cesar Chavez Community Center, which is a really nice spot, by the way. They have a splash pad and everything. Where is it? Um, it is behind Van Buren Middle School, hmm. off of Catherine. But it's a really, uh, okay. really nice facility. Um, I don't know. It was just really cool. They, they bought us dinner. We had Jason's Deli. Yum. And... Um, no, it was just really cool. We got to watch the live stream of the debate in the building, and then they would cut to our location when we would ask a question that they chose. Um, we had to submit our questions beforehand, and then KOB, the news channel, chose them. And so when we found out that they were our questions, they would cut to our to our location, and we would ask them. So, That's cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, there were a lot of um, candidates, too. Yeah, I think there was like eight. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, one of the candidates... Is like 22 or something. I am blown away by his tenacity. He is an incredibly <laughs> talented individual. At 22, I was not doing, you know, I was not running for mayor. Uh-huh. 
I loved his pen. It just it was like a white pen with black letters that said Gus. Yeah, that's his, his name. Yeah, yeah. It's dude is gonna go far. Like, yeah. you know, even if he doesn't win this election, and I think a lot of people probably won't vote for him because of his age, which I think is a really dumb reason not to vote for somebody because there are young people that have good innovative ideas, and I think that's what Albuquerque needs. Anyway, um, can you tell who I'm voting for? Who? <laughs> who do you think? I don't know yet. Um. I think give him 10 years of experience mm-hmm. and have him come back and the guy's going to be dynamite. Like, Man, talk about a, a voice to bring like young, like sort of tech jobs, you know what I mean? But I feel like that's what we need because... Or, or even even like giving the city kind of like a, like you get, I guarantee you if he were to win like some crazy like wave, if he were to win the election and, and he's the new mayor, like that would make national news. Like, yeah. College graduate is now the mayor of Albuquerque. Like, But you know what? I feel like Recent he has a lot more ideas that are fresh mm-hmm. and new than a, than a lot of the candidates. He hasn't been tainted by the pol- politician life yet? By the Rio Grande? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, but no. Grande. Rio Grande. What? <laughs> That's beside the point. Okay. You're getting hung up on details right now. All right. Um, no, I just, I think that he could be exactly what Albuquerque might need to turn over a new leaf. We have a lot of corrupt politicians. We have a lot of corrupt, um, government. We have a lot of good old boy networks and, and I think it's time to kind of see if we can try something new. I feel like we've had a broken system for a while. We've had a lot of the same ideas floating around and the same candidates, but Ultimately, I think until we are open to trying something completely new, whether or not it fails is one thing, but I don't know. I feel like we're ready for a change. Yeah. So. Did it feel good to participate in the community too? It did. I, I really enjoyed it. Other I had, people in the community? I made some friends. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I met some like-minded people. I made some friends. Um, apparently, we have mutual friends, so that's cool. Uh, got invited to a mom's group, mom's night out with wine, so, you know wasn't a total loss on my part. Yeah. I look at it as a gain, actually. Um, yeah, it was just a good time. I met a lady who works for the Water Authority. Oh, cool. And she's a water... I don't know what the official frame or phrase is, but it's like she's like a water scientist. Hmm. Um, and I was asking her about the Salton Sea. <laughs> so we talked about that a little bit. Um, Does she know a lot about it? Yeah, she's she was pretty cool. So we had a nice conversation. And I don't That's know, awesome. it's just really, really cool. I met a lot of really awesome people last night nice so yeah the water plant um they we we use we reclaim the water so in our sewage so i think i i don't know if it's yeah i think it might be the same place but um like a water treatment facility yeah Mm -hmm. so all of the all of our sewage albuquerque sewage goes to a plant where it's treated and they don't I, i remember going there in college i had a environmental economics class and we, I guess, we did a field trip there in college. Um, and uh, when we were there, they showed us the process of, like, all of our sewage goes back into the river. And that sounds awful. It's bacterial breakdown. Yeah. But they, they send it to, like, art, send it through, like, artificial streams and runoffs and, like, waterfalls and stuff. And, and bac- bacteria form in there. And they, bacteria, eat up all the nasty stuff. Believe it or not, in the third grade, mm-hmm. 
we had a kid in our class whose dad worked at the sewage treatment plant. Mm -hmm. So we also went on a field trip. Oh, cool. Yeah, in the third grade. I just did that 20 years later than you did. <laughs> well, no, but it, I mean, at the time, I don't think I appreciated it. I mean, third grade, you're like, ew, it's poop. Yeah, it smells bad, huh? It smells terrible. Like at the beginning of the tour, it smelled really bad. Like yeah. it was sewage. But at the end of the tour, it was like a fresh running mountain stream. Well, I remember at the end of our tour in the third grade, there was literally like a tap. And he's like, here, have some water. And we were like, no. no. <laughs> but I mean, it was fine. You know what I mean? It yeah. was fine. But like, it was just interesting because I don't think I really appreciated what was happening. Right. Now I'm like, I wish I could kind of go back and see that as an adult and appreciate it more. But um, Interesting. Yeah. The one thing I do remember from that tour is uh, the guy that was leading it told us that the only thing about the water is perfectly clean. But there are trace amounts of birth control left in the water, like from, from women. Yeah. Like, the hormones can actually affect the wildlife. Yeah, so I guess the fish population around where that comes in is less because those fish are on birth control. That's ridiculous. Those poor fish trying to family plan. Yeah. And they, they have can't, to, can't have fish babies. They can't have the fish babies. Because no. they're involuntarily on birth control. Yep. So... So yeah. Oh, and and on that field trip, I remember it was in it's in the South Valley, and I was driving down to the plant, um, and I saw some dude hitchhiking on the side of the road. So I was like, yeah, I'll give this dude a hitchhike. His hand was bleeding. Mm -hmm. He had his shirt wrapped around it. He's like, dude, I need to get down the street fast. And you're like, nope. And I was like, okay, hop in. Are you serious? <laughs> give him a ride uh, to some place, and then you I could went have back. been murdered. Do you realize that? I did. I just thought I was like. That is oh, so naive. Why? <laughs> oh my gosh, Lorenzo! Seriously. Yeah, I don't give hitchhiking rides anymore. Did he and say his name was Ted Bundy? I don't know what his name was. <sighs> but uh, yeah, that was pretty scary. Seriously, like you can't do that. Yeah. And another time, I was by right here, Manal. Do I want to hear this? <laughs> it was Manal and uh, and University. And some guy was hitchhiking there, so I picked him up. He's like, I need to go to the Pussycat video. Stop. You're like, like, no. Okay, cool, let's go. And then he started to cry. He started to cry, and he's like, I just I just killed my mom, or something like that. Are you serious? Yeah, but I, you could tell he was kind of like mentally not with it. Like, so I, I didn't know if, whether to, not to believe him or not. Did you call the police? Uh, no, I didn't. I okay. took him to Pussycat Video, and then as, uh. I, as I dropped him off, he was trying to sell me his gloves. You're totally making this up. I'm not making this up. Okay, he definitely killed his mom. So. You. No, maybe he I didn't have, say he killed his no, mom. Maybe, I have he said never, maybe he said I did something really bad. And then he's like, buy these gloves for me. Just, he I wanted need to, to see, get rid of the evidence. He wanted to sell gloves to me. He was trying to get. Oh my gosh, Lorenzo. I didn't know what anything at the time. What planet do you live on? Oh. I was probably about 20. Oh my. Probably about 20. Okay, well, I'm really glad to know that you might have been an accessory to murder. That's that's great news. Um, I sort of feel like maybe you should have called somebody. Okay, maybe I should have. I don't know. I was freaked out. I'm freaked out right now. Seriously? Yes. You have a civil responsibility to do the right thing, and you blew it. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, clearly. Wow. I might have called the cops. I don't remember. That was that was 14 years ago. I hope you're 14 years wiser. I am. We call the cops on everything now. What? We call the cops on everything now. It's sort of like us making a demand that we want them to be efficient and fast responding, which was part of the questions we asked last night, actually. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Yeah, I I don't know. It was interesting last night. We were talking about homelessness because it's a you know a big problem, not just in Albuquerque but everywhere, mm-hmm. and drugs and how mental health and addiction contribute to homelessness. And um, I thought it was so funny because you could tell what uh, candidates were really out of touch mm-hmm. with those issues and which ones actually understood the question. Um, there was one that was like, well, we need to have services. And I'm thinking, yes, was we... Was it the girl? Yeah. I was like, we have services they just don't work and there's no funding that's the question is not about whether or not we have services the question is about improving them and also delegating um first responders in a different way you know it was just very interesting because you could tell who was yeah. completely out of touch her platform was that she was a cop for like a no not no not her the blonde oh, lady. the blonde lady yeah she i don't know i don't know what her background is but i was i i'm gonna be pretty i blunt. think it, i think it said that she was an entrepreneur Okay, well, I think maybe she should stick to that. Um, good for her for trying, you know, mm-hmm. E for effort and everything. But I really felt like I was like, I didn't, not to be judgmental, but I, I honestly have no idea how she made it that far. Mm. I was baffled by that. I was just kind of like, uh, I this lady has, she doesn't live in the same city that I do. It's very interesting. Right. So... I don't know, but then there were some candidates that were just right on, and they totally got the, they got the issues, they got the question, they understood that it was a complex question, and it wasn't about homelessness. Mm-hmm. It was about the services and the factors contributing to homelessness and dealing with the STEM issues. So, STEM? Well, there's another word for it, but I forget. Yeah. I got you. Like, homelessness isn't just about somebody not having a place to sleep at night. Usually there's an underlying mental illness, there's right. an addiction, there's something else going on. I like that they started talking about, because it was all about crime last night. I liked how they started talking about like uh, child educations and child programs and stuff, because that, that is a STEM issue like you're talking about. We had more questions about that. They, unfortunately, did not ask them. I was kind of bummed, because there was, there was one question, though, that was my group's, um, and I can say it now, we weren't allowed to tell you which questions were ours until after, but... Um, and we weren't allowed to leak any of the questions to anybody that might leak them to the candidates beforehand. We had to sign a big old disclosure thing. Um, cool, buddy. But we had one question about um, generational poverty and talking about how, how do we break the cycle of generational poverty in our education system? Um, and how do we implement that in schools and in education? Because it starts there. Um, and they did ask that question. And it was interesting because only one candidate really addressed what generational poverty was. That was that no. Was it Gus? It was Gus. <laughs> um, Cologne did have a good answer, though. I, I, his wife is a teacher. I didn't know. Yeah, so he, I mean, he understood the issue. But there were a couple cli- uh, clients, there were a couple candidates who didn't even understand, I don't think, what generational poverty actually is and what it means. Hmm. And it may just be because they've never been faced with it. I don't, I don't know. But I'm actually working on a training for work right now. Um, for our volunteers and I have a whole unit on generational poverty because if you don't understand that you're not going to understand our clients like that's the foundation for this well the stem issue for why a lot of our clients and our population is in need in Albuquerque so so it's a it's an important issue Hmm. um so if you don't understand what generational poverty is Look it up because there is a difference between generational and situational poverty. There's a difference between people that are poor right now because of a situation and people that have been poor and in generational poverty for a long time. And there's a difference in mentality. Um, a lot of times depression and hopelessness accompanies generational poverty. 
and that is also what stifles change. So, I don't know, it's an interesting topic, and it's one that New Mexico needs to definitely put under the lens and, and really look at. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. I'll stop ranting about poverty now. That's fine. Sorry. I, I just I feel really strongly about that. No, it's it's a issue that needs to be thought about. So, well, it touches every other social issue in our city. Yeah, you know, it touches the addiction, it touches the mental health, it touches the education problem, it t- it touches everything, hmm. and it affects it. And at the core, usually, when people are suffering in one of those areas, it's there's also suffering because of generational poverty yeah so it's multifaceted (laughs) good times good times no not good times good times that you're talking about it oh yeah can you grab our daughter i'm scared does she know how to get down yeah oh she's good (laughs) our daughter our daughter has found out how to get into the trampoline um and she she just loves it, so she's good. She's been climbing. I took her to a park at the base with my friend yesterday, and she was climbing everywhere, and I was kind of impressed because she was just like a little monkey. Was she? Yeah, she was just climbing everywhere, and she was like fearless, and she she did not care. Luke, zip it up! Yeah, oh, so... Man. I feel I feel really great about just sitting in my backyard right now. Mm-hmm. It feels pretty nice. The weather is perfect. Yeah, been, I feel like we always talk about the weather. Yeah. That's okay. Weather is affects our lives all the time. It's a, it's an abiotic factor. Yeah, look that up. Um, but yeah, we've been running and going, and the week's been busy, and it's just been kind of crazy. But uh, it feels good just to sit down and enjoy enjoy and being home. Hold um, a cell phone (laughs) and uh, (laughs) anyway um, our kids are now chucking pine cones out of the trampoline um, like grenades (laughs) yeah um, what was I going to say oh oh, so I took a hip hop class on Wednesday night I was going to ask you a question oh sure go ahead go ahead Um, ask me ask away do you think uh, have I never told you about the story about the hitchhikers? No. Does that really scare you? Uh, can you grab our daughter, please? I'm really getting nervous. Or zip her up in that in that trampoline. Zip the trampoline, cause it's it's really it's. Mm, I don't know. We're teetering on the edge here. He just rolled his eyes at me and walked away. Yeah, it's fun when your spouse gets super annoyed with you for caring about your kid's safety. I love I'm not that. Annoyed. It's, it's just I go over there and, and then Luke is taking care of it. So. Luke, zip up the trampoline, please. Okay. Um. So, so I probably shouldn't have said that then. Um. I. Well, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it now. We can't go back and not pick up a hitchhiker and possibly. Well, I was just trying to be nice. That's the thing, though. Sometimes I think there's when you're naive, you are nice, but it's not always a good thing. And I grew up in Moriarty. That should be your first thing, like truckers and hitchhikers. Oh, people hitchhike all the time in Moriarty. I hitchhiked as a kid. That's, whoa. No, because I would walk home from school sometimes, like if I just didn't want to take the bus. Um, Problem is, my high school from where I lived was about five miles. So, anyways. All right, guys, so... Um, what? 
that's just, I don't know, I guess we were always taught against that as a kid. We were always taught not to hitchhike. You were? Yeah. Why? Because, well, I mean, so Ted Bundy, who's a serial killer, like... So Ted Bundy, okay. Well, no, he, he predominantly killed women up and down the West Coast. So, and that was around the time that my mom would have been in her 20s. You know what I mean? And so I think that, like, that there's always kind of that looming fear of, like, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were always taught, like, don't do that. Don't hitchhike. It's not safe. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> um, yeah, we were just always taught that it wasn't safe. So I, hey. I've, never, I've never done that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. It's crazy to think about. I, I don't know. I guess maybe just the problems in Moriarty and Portland are different. But... Yeah. But what I was going to say is I I took a hip hop class on Wednesday and I felt really good afterwards. And it was so much fun. I've been looking for a good hip hop dance class for a while. And I think I found it. And I'm I'm super stoked to go back on Wednesday. Like I'm trying really hard to get like excited about exercise. And I think I found a good motivator. It's hard to get excited about anything these days. Just when you're so busy. Like, I'm excited about some things, I guess. I'm excited about writing in my journal. Um, I'm excited about theology. Hey, Luke. Oh, he's fine. Close um, the trampoline, please. I'm sure people on our podcast love hearing us scream at our kids, like, oh, I do this. Well, it is called Parenting versus Podcast. That's true. Okay, but your sister doesn't know how to climb out yet. She's still yeah. kind of not light on her feet. Can you shut the trampoline for me? So, what were we talking about? Oh, how hard, how it's hard to... Get excited? Get excited I, about anything. I get excited about things. Yeah, it's like almost like we don't have time to be excited for things, though. I feel like you kind of have to take it, you have to almost break it down into like micro chunks. Like, like I, I love to like go hiking and go camping and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but that's not something that we can be excited about because that we can't do those things with small kids, you know? Well, you can, you just have to, I, I think it's all in the way you look at it too. Do you like hiking with small kids? No, I'm talking about just getting excited with things. Like, mm-hmm. I may not like hiking with small kids, but I can get excited about riding my bike. Yeah, and I and I would love to ride my bike with small kids. I'm okay with that. Maybe we can ride our bike to stay. I would love that. We got to fix um, my tire. Um, but yeah, no, I would love that. I can get excited about that. I can get excited about doing art in our little studio. Like even though it's simple, like I get excited about that. I get excited about going to a hip hop class. I get excited about my coffee in the morning. For me, I have to break it down into almost like day by day, and sometimes hour by hour, <laughs> like. Because there are days where if I don't break it down and get excited for something, it's going to be a really long day. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. So like, you know, the other day my friend Lauren was like, hey, let's go meet at O'Bean's Coffee. Shout out O'Bean's. Where's that? Um, Where's that? It is a little VW bug that goes all over the city. It's like a coffee truck. It's like a food truck. Is it a good truck? Yeah. A VW bug or a VW bus? Well, it's, it's a bus. Sorry. Yeah. And the top opens. And it's called O'Beans. And um, the lady's super nice. They go all over. They park at different places throughout the city. Oh. What happens? He twisted his ankle. Oh, come here, buddy. Come here, buddy. 
Your feet, are you okay? The ground hit your feet, you twisted your foot, didn't you? It's okay. And so I've been taking the kids, like Lauren and I, we've been, and our friend Megan, like, we've been like going and finding the O'Bean's coffee truck and bringing the kids, getting some coffee, and then going to a park. Hmm? You want to throw the pine cones? Um, but yeah, so on Fridays, Lauren was telling me that her and her husband, like they usually go, it's parked at a, at a bank parking lot by the base because they live on base. And they go and they have coffee on Fridays and they go to this one place where it's parked. And so yesterday, Friday morning, I met her there where they usually go on Fridays um, and we had coffee. And it was really cool. And then we met on Monday and found Obeans, and they were in the Heights, like, by a really cool park. So it's just kind of fun. I, I, I look forward to that. Like, I have to think, like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to go do that. Like, that sounds right. cool. <laughs> it, it feels good to have willpower, too. This yeah. week, um, I did really good on my diet. Good. That's awesome. And then uh, yesterday night, it all fell apart. What did you have? I had craft brews. And a burger. Was that Wednesday night or Thursday? That was Thursday night. You're talking about I wasn't there. If it was yes, yesterday. Yes, you were there. Oh, that's that was Friday. So Thursday night. Uh, when we did our last podcast, yeah. When we did our last podcast, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and then yesterday, I had a good lunch. And then when I came to my parents' house, my mom was making sopapillas. Oh, that's a, you can't not, I mean, like, how do you even, you can't reject sopapillas. Like. So, yeah, I had to get a couple of those and slather them with honey. Mm. Understandable. Mm. Understandable. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to do better. I, coffee. You did really good this morning, minus well, the coffee. Coffee is the one thing I kind of let myself slide on because if I don't, like, if I cut myself off entirely, I will fill. And then I will binge. Like, I will, I will be like, you know what? Let's Forget see. this. Like, I'm going to get cake or whatever if I let myself have a little something to look forward to that's sweet because sweetness is my weakness um I tend to do better with choices in the long run so yeah so I usually like I let myself have my coffee with my creamer um my goal to modify my coffee it has been to um cut it down to buying coffee somewhere once a week and then eventually I'll probably cut it down to you know less than that but because I still I still want to look forward to trying new coffee I love coffee I love going out to get coffee but it can some it can sometimes let go of him please okay (laughs) he's giving him a hug I thought he was choking him you know hugs choking it's all the same when you're a toddler (laughs) um but yeah so I, I like trying new coffee places I'm I'm definitely a coffee snob um I definitely love my caffeine in the morning and at three o'clock in the afternoon because I hit a slump and I love trying new coffee shops because I like the whole environment and the atmosphere and the aesthetic of coffee shops but I have told myself that like I'm gonna limit it to once a week and possibly weekends for now mm-hmm. I'm trying to well, really here's the thing though limit myself more if, than normal if we're doing you know if we're trying to eat right me and you we could use if we eliminate the spending that we are doing on a, on breweries I'm okay not drinking beer. We can allocate that budget towards coffee shops. Yeah, you know I'm, I mean? okay, I'm okay not co- drinking coffee, beer. Beer doesn't do a whole lot for me. Coffee is way cheaper than beer. Yeah. I, the thing for me, I like I like stouts and I like porters. I like dark beer. 
which I think it's because they're very coffee-esque. You know what I mean? So I don't really care. Like I can, I like just going to breweries and talking with you. I like yeah. the environment. It's less about the drinks and more about the environment. The bartender told me that the um, Santa Fe uh, Java Stout has as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. I believe that. I don't know if I believe that or not, but so that, that's what she said. I think it does actually. I've heard that before. Um, so. but no, I, I I get you. Like I I think that. And she it's said they get their coffee from a local Santa Fe coffee shop. Did they say which one? I asked her if it was iconic, and she said no, it's some other place. Better day, maybe? Maybe. Or Ohori's? That sounds familiar. Ohori's, yeah. yeah. They have really good coffee. I've never been to their actual shop, but I've had their coffee, and it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I just, I want to, I was reading about how you should eat for flavor and enjoyment, not not as a reward, but as enjoyment, like savoring it. Mm-hmm. And I've been really trying to do that, like with my coffee. And I want to do that in life. Like, I, I want to enjoy my food. I don't want to just get food because food is there and it's an option. Like, oh, we're at a brewery. Oh, they have food. Like, let's get something. You know what I mean? It's easy to do. Yeah. I would rather, you know, go to Sister Bar and have, like, one of their tacos for flavor because they have tiny little, like, tacos that they're are delicious. Appet- they're delicious. But they're delicious. They're not low carb, though. Well, no. But they're they're little... They're just enough. They're not overkill, and they're packed full of flavor. Mm-hmm. I would rather have one of those tiny little tacos at Sister Bar than, like, a hamburger at a brewery that's, like, subpar. Right. You know, so I feel like I'm trying to be more conscious about about the food I eat and why and and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just joined the gym this morning, so I'm, I'm trying to make a conscious effort to get healthy. I need that motivation and willpower it's good and i and i need to be accountable to somebody like that it helps me to be accountable to somebody and i i get a better workout when i go on my own so yeah like the gym i joined is 24 hours which is nice so i can go you know whenever um i don't have to worry about childcare. i don't have to worry about dragging the kids in a stroller um i like walking academy but there are days where it's so hot and it's i'm just not up for that we're in the nicest season in my humble opinion in Albuquerque which is fall no I think it is too um I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Albuquerque real quick <laughs> the whole to, city all of it <laughs> <to> hold, <laughs> do you guys have some time <laughs> um so the fall time to however many subscribers we have now thank you guys for subscribing all two of you um we got shouted out like yesterday on Twitter really by yeah by who uh Christian alcoholic Nice. Oh, you know what? They're funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's it's one it's one guy. Luke, no. So to everybody who's not from Albuquerque, fall, the fall time autumn. I like saying autumn for some reason. I don't like fall. I used to want to name our daughter that, really? but then she she was born in June. So. Yeah, that would not make sense. <laughs> like, oh, when's your birthday? Is it like October? No, but it's June. June. <laughs> Could have named her Summer. I liked the name Summer. You said you didn't like that. Summer seems kind of sorority, a little, sort of, you know a little, I mean? yeah. I mean, You're taking your chances I, with naming your daughter if you Summer. Name, <laughs> if you named your daughter Summer, I mean, no, no, I no mean, offense it's, to you. It's just not me. No, I hear you. Um, um, oh, when you're done talking about fall, I have I have yeah. something to add. Fall time in New Mexico is the best. Uh, we missed fiestas this year. Yeah. That, that's okay. It was it was slathered in controversy. So really. Yeah. I really kind of bypassed people, the whole fiesta people, thing. I, people protested the Entrada. They said it was white supremacist status. 
Um, so the Entrada. Because of the conquistadors? <clears throat> yeah, the Entrada in Fiestas. Well, they were Spanish. Um, is about, it, it's a recreation, like a reenactment of the peaceful, re- the peaceful reconquering of Santa Fe, right? If you have to put the so, word reconquering in there, it probably wasn't peaceful, may, may, though. Maybe I said that. Maybe I, maybe I used the word reconquering. The peaceful, like, reclaiming. I want to tell you, where are you going? I'm listening. I'm just going to take her out of there. Oh, she's good. Are you sure? I'm, I, I'm positive. She loves it in there. The peaceful reclaiming of Santa Fe, right? From the, from the Indians. Yeah. Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, so, some, some, some peeps decided that they don't think this is a, a very good thing. And it's, uh, it's about, it was about um, just like stealing something from from people, you know, the Native Exploitation. Americans. Exploitation. Exploitation. and Pillaging. And it's, it's white supremacy. And in the political climate that we're in today with, you know, everything that's going on, mm-hmm. um, I guess it was primed to happen. But, um, yeah, they ended up arresting the leader, the organizer of it, hmm. um, without bail. Oh. <laughs> so she was in Santa Fe, you know, she was in county. Um, but anyway, that, that whole thing was going on. You know, it's interesting. For the mayoral debate last night, one of the questions my table came up with was a roundabout way of asking if Black Lives Matter. Okay. And they did not, they would not let us ask. Who, the news wouldn't let you? Yeah. Our, well, our question got filtered out. So what, what question was it? Uh, we were actually asking about um, how the candidates, because there were two, two gentlemen at my table who work for nonprofits who are black, and they, they were like, you know, this is, this is important. And <laughs> the funny thing is they were like, would you be willing to ask it? Because coming from you, it's not biased, but coming from us, it is. So they tricked you. No, they didn't trick me. I volunteered, but okay. um, I said, no, I, I, I get that. And I said, you know, I feel a little bit weird asking because I feel like I don't have a right to ask. And they said, well, the thing is though, coming from a white woman, it's gonna be received better. Hmm. And I was like, I, I get that, I do. So what was the question? The question, we I'm trying to remember how we phrased it exactly, but it was like, as, as a mayor, what will you do to try to bridge the cultural and racial gaps that exist in Albuquerque? They filtered that? Yeah, they wouldn't let us ask it. And then we had another question, and it was interesting because we were going to kind of like curveball it in there because we were going to get some airtime and just ask it without it being approved. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have time. But we all, like, we all agreed. We were like, let's just throw it in there. Let's see what happens. And um, they wouldn't let us because we didn't have time. But had we had the time, they would have gotten a bonus question that was not approved. <laughs> I don't think the questions, I mean... Should be filtered like that? Yeah. I mean, maybe, and maybe, yeah. maybe to a point. Like, is it, is it a question that makes sense? It made and, total and, and, sense. And, and, and relevant? No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's a question that they would ask. Like, yeah. uh, so, mayors, uh, what is your favorite uh, brewery in town? You know, like, that's a question that I would filter out. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's irrelevant. It isn't... Yeah. What's your stance on La Llorona? Yeah. <laughs> No, but we basically, like, we wanted to find out, like, because of the racial climate and what's going on and the tensions and everything happening, we wanted to know, like, how would you deal with this? Um, Because there was questions about the police and community policing, and and one of the other women who was African-American was asking about how, like, how how are you going to change the climate in which police are received? Because there's some communities where police are not approachable. In fact, people are like, no, the police are not safe. You know, hands up, don't shoot. Like... You know what I'm saying? And so I think it's a very relevant question, but we they didn't let us ask it, hmm. which is unfortunate. Because I think that kind of does Albuquerque a disservice. Yeah. 
Yeah. And actually, another interesting statistic um, that the guy was telling me, he, he moved here from Baltimore. He has his own business here in Albuquerque. He's a black guy, and he was saying that in Albuquerque, um, African-Americans are actually making 13% more in income and wage than the rest of the country. In Albuquerque? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to be proud of. Like, yeah. that's that's incredible. Like, that's something that we're doing that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, that's that's a really, really cool statistic. Like, yeah. It's just interesting. And he's in marketing, so he would know. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. But it was, it was an interesting conversation for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope that businesses start popping up in Albuquerque. Um, I did hear that we're trying to get Amazon here, which I know everybody's trying to get Amazon. But uh, our news is covering it. I don't know why, because I've looked at the like national news stories, and Albuquerque is like not even on any of their lists. It's like there's a lot of stuff. cities that are putting in um, bids. Bids, yeah. yeah. And I guess uh, Jeff Bezos is uh, from Albuquerque. He grew up here, hmm. and I think he was born here too. But um, they're trying to pull that angle, like Jeff Bezos, like come to Albuquerque. You're from here. Um, like re reinvest in your yeah, home. Yeah, we have. Uh, zero chance of any natural disasters. Right. Um, we have a young, we have a young population, very young population in Albuquerque, um, and a lot of the high qualified jobs here in town are leaving Albuquerque for other places. Um, we have the University of New Mexico. We have Sandia Labs. Like we have lots of space. We'll give you land. Like come, come here. But I don't know. I bet you anything. Amazon's going to Denver. Maybe. I bet you. Did you, in the debate last night, did you hear that question? They, somebody referenced that article about millennials moving out of mm -hmm. Albuquerque. Um, and then the question was like, how would you encourage millennials to stay? What would you do to increase like millennial businesses and startups and da da da? Gus answered it. They all answered it. But I was cracking up. This one lady, the one that I feel like is really out of touch, mm -hmm. she was talking, it was like gibberish. She was like, well, they like bicycles, and I think that we could build micro-housing with little intersections, but then the bicycles, and I was just like, is she speaking millennial? Because I don't understand this. <laughs> She's like, they like candy, I think, and video games, so maybe we should have some more video games. Well, it made no sense, and it was funny because me and this other girl, Laura, we They're were like, like the only millennials in the room. And uh -huh. we just like looked at each other and we had these looks on our faces and they were like, is anything she's saying making sense to you? And we were like, no, this makes no sense to anyone. Like, and I was like, the fact that she's saying they, like they, yeah, I'm like, that is really frustrating. Like, yeah. I'm wondering what the millennial had to say about it. The only millennial on the stage. Yeah. He, he had a very good response. Um, but I think that that's it because millennials are going to be the future business owners or and are the up and coming business owners. And may hopefully most likely to vote too. Right, right. So it's like, I that opinion matters. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we are taking over this town. We are the next generation and the next wave of businesses and economic stability for Albuquerque. So you do want to cater to that population hmm. because they're going to be moving here and their money is going to be going here. Mm-hmm. Right? Like our money and our educations and our, our talents and our skills are going to be going somewhere. So you might want to make it appealing. Right. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> they like intersections and micro housing and bikes. And I'm like, <laughs> anything else do you want to add in there? You out of touch lady? <laughs> oh, man. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. 
just, I'm sorry. I just, oh, uh, this whole thing, even, even labeling us millennials is funny to me because everybody has their own idea about what that means. Some people get really worded out if you call them a millennial too. Yeah. We are actually, I think we've had this conversation. We are not technically millennials. I think we technically are millennials. We're like the first wave of millennials. We are called Xennials because what it is, is there's, there's between 19, I think 78 mm-hmm. and 83, 84. Mm-hmm. We are like on the cusp of two generations. We're on the cusp of Gen X. We're at the end of Gen X and the right. beginning of the millennials. <clears throat> well, good times. Yeah. Um, so I hope people enjoyed the episode because they heard me yell at my dog, at my kids. And what else did we do? I wiped boogers off her daughter's face. Oh, uh, talking about a story where I may have been an accessory, accessory to, murder, to murder, which I hope, I hope not. Yeah. I think the guy was just mentally ill. I think I actually did call the cops on, I remember. Okay, well, that's good news. Um, oh, yeah, I did. I remember. I did call the cops. Well, I'm glad we got I, that I sorted like, out. I was like... Yeah, uh, a guy had gloves he was trying to sell me, and he was weeping in my car, and he said he killed somebody. <laughs> I'm at the Pussycat video. <laughs> Anyways. I'm sure they get calls like that all the time at Pussycat video. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, well, have a lovely Saturday. We are going to do that. We're going to enjoy our day, maybe take a bike ride. Yeah. Not drink a beer. Albuquerque's our oyster. That's true. <laughs> All right, guys, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on the next one.